Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're gonna to be talking about running your business with the goal of being different versus being timeless. And this is a topic that I've talked about before with Stu Brower. I've talked about it with him on our podcast, off our podcast. Um, it's something that I find myself thinking about a lot as it relates to the future of our gym business. And you know, I, I love Stu's um, point on this. I love kind of looking at his uh, viewpoint on this. Um, he's very much about being different. Um, you know, he really feels like if you want people to uh, know what your business does, if you want people to talk about your business and have something to kind of hang their hat on, you have to be different. You can't just be like everybody else. Um, but I also understand where Stu's coming from is that he looks at a lot of franchise models. You know, he's constantly studying the orange theories out there, the Barry's boot camps, um, all these different, you know, metabolic type gyms and alchemy. And a lot of these gyms have the goal of being franchise models. Stu's come out and said that that's what his goal is for urban movement. And a lot of the gym owners that I talk to are only really looking to have one, maybe two or three really good um, small location gyms. They're not looking to expand and become a franchise. They're looking to have a single location gym. So I think for that type of a gym owner, it's not as important to be different and it's actually way more important to be timeless. And I'll get into what I think timeless means from my perspective. One of the issues that I personally have with aiming to be different is I don't think it's a sustainable approach in our industry. And honestly, for me, it's just super stressful to always try to be different because I don't think different is something that you can hang your hat on forever. I think it's a constant rat race that we're gonna be always chasing. You know, think about our industry. It's not something where you can really have a proprietary technology or proprietary uh, way of running your classes that someone else can't steal. If you're different and you're successful, then over time people are going to adopt and copy what you're doing. So you can only be different for so long. And if you're always trying to chase being different, then you're constantly having to be focused on your competition, what's trendy. Um, and we should know those things as gym owners. We wanna be looking towards the future. We wanna look at what other people are doing, but we don't wanna be so focused on it that we're, we're constantly trying to be different and we're having to be so aware of what others are doing so we can stay being different. So that's why for me personally, and I would encourage a lot of you gym owners out there that are only looking to have most likely one really great single location is don't focus so much on being different, but focus more on being timeless, okay? So being timeless is ignoring the trends, ignoring the new technologies out there. Um, again, we can still look at what's coming. We don't have to turn a blind eye to them, but it's very focused about our mission, what we're trying to create, and creating an experience that will always be worthwhile and valuable to the customer. And when I personally think about this idea of being timeless, there's two key areas that come to mind to me over and over again. The number one and most important area is the social element of what we do. I think regardless of how uh, great these technologies get, specifically the home technologies that are coming out recently, like the Peloton, you have the same version on a rower, you have the mirror, you have a lot of these things coming out. P90X you know, was something from uh, decades ago that took a lot of people, took our, you know, the fitness industry by storm and temporarily you could say took people out of gyms, but I don't really see it that way. I think with what we're doing on the social element, it's, it's almost impossible to replace that, right? And the more technology becomes prevalent, the more people are going to have a need for that social element. 
And yes, there's other ways to get it. People can go to you know, a, a bar, they can go to a social event and get that. But I think there's something to be said about being surrounded by like-minded people who share your values for health and fitness. And I think that we're the perfect breeding ground for that. And yes, there's, you know, you could argue that personal training studios and Globo gyms still have an element of that community, but I don't think anybody does it as good as we do. And as long as we excel in that area, it's going to keep our businesses timeless. The second element that I feel is really timeless about our businesses is the in-person coaching element. And I think some businesses actually put too much focus on it. They think that this is their uh, bread and butter and it, it isn't really their differentiating factor, but I still think it is one of the big values that we bring to the table that's gonna be really hard to replace by technology. So the ability to have someone queuing and correcting you in real time is really hard to replace through technology or through remote coaching, remote programming. I mean, we've seen a lot of people that have remote coaches, remote programming in our gym that are, are constantly making the same mistakes because they don't have that hands-on eye on them every day. So. Uh, that part of it is always going to be hard to replace. And I think the combination of the community side, um, some of the accountability that comes with that in-person community side, as well as the hands-on coaching is something that we can hang our hats on as gym owners to keep our businesses timeless moving forward. And it's the combination of these few things that make our workouts and our environments more of an experience rather than just a workout. And the more that you guys can think about your workouts and your classes as an experience and not just a workout, the more that these technologies become less and less scary, okay? So when I look at things like the Peloton and when I look at things like the mirror, and I haven't even done a lot of research on this stuff, but I know there's a lot of stuff out there that's coming, those things don't really concern me. They don't worry me and that's why I don't spend a lot of time researching what's coming next because uh, it's not something that I fear in the immediate future. In many respects, I'm actually excited that these technologies exist because you know, our mission is to help people get in shape. And for a lot of people, even members that are still current members of ours, they're using it to supplement their workouts on off days or days they don't have as much time to get into the gym. You also have a ton of people that are using this as their on-ramp. They're at home, they're not currently working out. And something like a Peloton could be that thing that gets them to work out regularly for the first time ever or the for the first time in a while. And eventually those people are gonna want those timeless services that we provide, which is that social atmosphere, maybe a little bit more variety in their workouts, the group accountability, the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And when they crave those things, they're gonna wanna pay that higher price point for what we're, what we're doing, right? They're gonna see the value in terms of the hands-on in-person experience. And they've already been sort of preconditioned to one, work out regularly, but two, to get used to spending some money on their health and fitness. You know, these uh, pieces of equipment, these services are not cheap. And yes, the monthly subscription on something like a Peloton, I think it's like 30 bucks a month. That's a lot less than our membership. But for someone who's gonna pay that upfront expense for the bike, in addition to that regularly regular monthly subscription, that's a good candidate for them to eventually move up to our service, you know, our premium service of in-person classes. To get a little more specific on what I feel makes our gyms timeless or what really makes any gym in the gym industry timeless, I think it's really simple things that we can do consistently and excel at. So it's things like having a clean and organized facility. It's things like having 
a welcoming environment where people are friendly and people feel cared for. It's presence. This is a really big one. You know, as we move to more of a a technology-based society where people are spending so much time on their phones and on computers, it's very rare to feel that presence from another person. And when you have coaches and staff and fellow people that are in an environment where they're present with you, they're actually hearing what you have to say, they're actually empathizing with you, that's a big deal. And I think that that's going to become more and more rare as time goes on and as the years pass. Another element is the in-person and community events that we do. Those are another thing that is really hard to replace by technology. And coaching is a big one. Um, I think some gyms, again, hold their hat on theirs a little bit too much and they oversell the value of coaching. But again, I think that's another thing that if you do consistently well, that's another aspect that is a timeless part of your business. And then I also think the preparation for classes and making stuff really organized and flow well, that's a really that's a big timeless piece of what we're doing um, that's never gonna go out of style to have a really good, uh, well-flowing experience. So some of you guys might look at this list and say, well, isn't this what we should all be doing? Isn't this just the bare minimum? Isn't this just the buy-in for running a business in the first place, let alone a successful business? And yes, to a certain degree, you're right, but it's amazing how rare it is in business or in any area of our life to have someone or something deliver on these elements over and over and over again. And I think what not enough people are valuing is consistency. You know, a lot of people are looking for the home run. That's where I think this idea of different becomes so popular is people are trying to hit a lot, a lot of home runs instead of hitting singles and doubles over and over and over again. So what's interesting about this is actually by aiming to be timeless and by doing some of these simple things like having a clean and organized facility every single day, if you do those things regularly enough, over and over and again enough, you actually become different because it's so rare for businesses to do that and to excel on a consistent basis, especially in the micro gym industry. So by relentlessly focusing on being timeless, we can actually back ourselves into being different in the customer's mind. And to really drive this point home, I wanna use a basketball example because this is something that popped into my head that for those of you guys that know basketball and maybe just know it on a surface level, but I think it will really help drive this home. Um, I wanna take four quick basketball great players out there, three of them that I think are very different, where one of them that is very timeless in my opinion. So take like a Steph Curry out there. He is different in the sense that he's probably the best three-point shooter of all time. He has a very specific skill. Michael Jordan is another one. No one had that competitive fire, that ability to close late in games and that clutch aspect that Michael Jordan had. LeBron James is another one. No one has the combination of athleticism and skill that LeBron has. It's, it's never been seen before in our game. We're starting to see some players uh, replicate it, but it's it was so new and so different, and that's why LeBron's been so dominant for so many years. And then the fourth player, someone who is probably not different in any way, shape, or form, but is so fundamentally sound and such a complete player and is so consistent that he was able to get a ton of championships, uh, a ton of winning seasons, and become one of the all-time great players. And that's Tim Duncan. You know, besides maybe uh, his bank shots, he doesn't do anything that's that different from any other players, any other great players out there. 
but he's able to be so consistently great across the board and to do it over and over again. And that's why he's one of the all-time greats and has so many NBA titles. So this idea of Tim Duncan is exactly how I see most of our gyms. We're not trying to wow people with you know, bright orange lights and heart rate monitors and do all this crazy stuff that people will walk in right from the get-go and notice how different we are. But we're trying to do things so consistently well, day after day and class after class, that inevitably people are gonna realize how different it is and how different they feel in our environments. So another idea that's come into my life recently that has really driven home this idea of being timeless versus being different is a book called The Infinite Game. And this is a book written by Simon Sinek. It just came out and it's an incredible book. I would recommend it for all gym owners and coaches out there is to read this book, The Infinite Game. And the idea of The Infinite Game is that in business, we're playing an infinite game. There's nothing in business that we can do to win the game where we'll be able to definitively say we've won and then we can stop working towards that future that we're trying to create. Business, much like marriage, much like our bodies, is an infinite game where there's no way to win the prize and be done with it. It's something where we're, it's a constant work in progress and it's something that we have to continually work at each and every day. One of the first things that I'm applying from this book is rewriting our vision statement for CrossFit Palm Beach. And for the last several years, we've had the same vision statement. I've actually been really happy with our vision statement, but this book is really motivating me to rewrite that vision. So up until uh, this point, our vision has been to be the best single location gym in the entire world. And this uh, vision has served us well for several reasons, in my opinion. Number one is that it's a, a big, audacious goal. So it's something that's super motivating. It seems almost impossible to reach. And because of that, it's, it's very, very motivating to work towards that goal. And that's really forced us to think differently about our business, especially when it comes to something like hiring. Like we don't wanna have part-time people at our gym because it's, it's hard to imagine a world where you could have part-time people at your gym, part-time coaches that are doing it as a, you know, as a hobby or just a, a second job. And they're working to help create the best gym in the entire world. To me, you can't do that unless people are full-time and they're fully committed to your vision to do that. So it's allowed us to hire and look for really great people because we have this big audacious goal. Another thing that I like about the vision is it's actually allowed us to narrow our focus as well. Um, and specifically as it relates to that single location. I think by now, we probably, if we didn't have that definition of wanting to be the best single location gym in the entire world, we probably would have multiple locations. We probably would have come across a situation where we could have started a new gym or bought an existing gym, but by having the blinders on and focusing on, on being one single location great gym, it's allowed us to keep our focus narrow and to create a really special place. I also think it's served us well because it's motivated us to get to where we are today. So when you're on the ascension of something, ascension towards a goal, I think having a finite goal like uh, in our case, being the best gym in the entire world uh, can serve you because it, it allows you to really ramp things up fast and aim towards that goal. So two of the big milestones for us that we wanted to get to was being a seven-figure box, seven figures of annual revenue, and to be at 500 members. And when we had these finite goals and we were you know, working towards those goals, it was super motivating to get there. 
But now that we're at that goal, it's it's not quite as motivating to stay there. And that's the problem with having finite visions is that what happens once you achieve the goal? What's going to keep motivating you forward? Um, and it's really important that your vision is infinite enough and inclusive enough that no matter what you achieve, it still motivates you to achieve even more. And I'll be completely honest that there's been times recently where my motivation hasn't been as high as it was when we were chasing some of these initial goals. And you know, I've definitely been a victim of having that vision not be fully encompassing of where we wanna go. Um, and, and I think it's time for a new direction for us moving forward. And as Simon Sinek points out, to kind of go deeper on why our vision doesn't work um, is number one, it's it's actually kind of selfish if you think about it. So by saying we want to be the best gym in the entire world, the focus is on us um, being the best and not necessarily on who we are trying to help, how we want to help those people, um, and what result we're trying to create in the in the world. It's also extremely difficult to measure. I mean, who decides that we're the best? What metrics determine whether someone is the best or not? And we could probably even make up metrics that say that we're the best right now, um, and we can kind of just alter the game to be in our favor in that sense. So it's not really clear on what makes someone the best or, or how to get there. So it, it's not, you know, it's, it can be very finite if you define that. And if you don't define that, then you're kind of chasing something that's, that's very vague and not really motivating in that sense. And then the third and final thing that Simon Sinek would probably point out about our vision statement is it's too focused on the how and not enough focused on the why. So the how is we wanna be a single location gym Right, and it says nothing about how we want to help people, um, or why we want to help people in that sense. But the the how, what if what if sometime down the road we decide we don't want to be a gym? What if we decide that we can actually help more people without a physical location, or that we can help more people by having multiple gyms and by having a franchise? So I think what the benefits that we saw of having this narrow focus to being the best single location gym, there's also downsides to this. Uh, looking towards the future that we might pigeonhole ourselves into a business model that is no longer sustainable for us moving forward. And if we look to other industries, that could be a recipe for disaster. I mean, look at companies like Blockbuster and Kodak that got really romantic about their business model instead of the, the romantic idea of wanting to help people and then figuring out the how later on down the road and being flexible enough to allow themselves to change how they help their customers while still fitting into the ultimate vision of why they wanna help their customers. If someone like Blockbuster was more focused on bringing entertainment to the end consumer, they might not have been so focused on their strategy of having uh, physical location, you know, rental stores for you know DVDs and CDs and all these different things. They probably would have been more likely to see Netflix as an opportunity, uh, a technological opportunity. They had an opportunity at one point to buy Netflix. Um, I think it was when Netflix was about to make that transition from the the at home delivery to more of the streaming side, but. They had the ability to, to do that or at least see where things were come, going and they wanted to stay true to where their business model was and, and they were slow. You know, They were slow to change, they were slow to adapt and I think they eventually tried to do a streaming service but it was just too late. So while we might not be as big as these companies like Blockbuster and Kodak, 
we still need to be flexible enough with our our how and our direction that it allows us to help people to the degree that we want to without being stuck in our ways of, of how we need to help them and how we need to deliver that in solution. And one vision statement that I came across recently that I loved was Instagram's. So Instagram's vision is to capture and share the world's moments. And I think it's a perfect vision for them because uh, you know, you could probably argue that, you know, Facebook could have that vision or LinkedIn could have that vision, but I would argue against that. I think that their vision is actually very specific to them. And I think someone like Facebook or LinkedIn, even though it's possible they could have that that vision, I think that Instagram's vision is really, really representative of what they do on their platform. And one of the things that they're doing now is actually removing likes from the front end of posts and, and people's profiles. So uh, apparently someone on the back end, the actual person that posts the picture of the video is going to know how many likes that they get. But when you're scrolling through your feed, you're not going to be able to see how much likes a picture or video gets. So basically it's going to allow um, the end consumer to just see things for what they are, bring a little bit more authenticity back to the platform and not be about chasing likes and chasing engagement. And I think this is just a really cool example of Instagram staying true to their vision. I think the removing of the likes does uh, elaborate and build on their vision to capture and share the world's moments, whereas having the likes potentially takes away from that in the long term. And one of the things that we've been doing at CrossFit Palm Beach that I'm really proud of, even without having a new vision statement in place, is we've actually recently been doing Beach Fit remote workouts. So we post three workouts a week um, for home and travel workouts that are on YouTube and on SugarWad for our members to see, for their friends and family to see. Really anybody can see it and participate in those workouts, even if they're not a paying member of ours. And people could look at this a, a couple of ways. They could see it as a value add to the members, but they could also see it in a negative light. Well, you're, you're providing a free service that is potentially taking away from your pain service that you're already offering, your core offering that you have, you might be encouraging people to move to this remote service for free and then not pay for their normal gym membership at your gym. And I think that for us, it really is about helping more people. And again, we see the timeless elements of what we offer that we could see someone doing beach fit for beach fit remote for three months, six months, nine months, or maybe they were a beach fit member at one point and they have to temporarily do beach fit remote for the time being. But eventually we see that person upgrading to our services or upgrading back to our services. And we know that the person they're going to think about most is us. They're gonna, we're going to be the first people that they want to come to because they're getting so much value out of that beach fit remote. So that's our goal is in some senses, we're trying to almost put ourselves out of business by testing new things, but we wanna keep this infinite vision of trying to help as many people as possible. So as you guys have probably guessed, since reading The Infinite Game, I've spent the last couple of weeks trying to rework our vision, recreate our vision statement to be something that would be more infinite, more inclusive of our future. And the thing that I've narrowed down to now, even though it's not quite fully set in stone, is we empower people and communities to live healthier, happier, and more driven lives or more fulfilled lives. And even though this vision isn't set in stone yet, I already feel this renewed sense of energy and passion for what we do based on moving in this new direction and moving away from the vision of being the best single location gym in the entire world. 
that could still be a finite milestone milestone along the way. We don't have to ditch that goal altogether, but it no longer serves us as the ultimate vision to have that as our North Star. And a few of the things that I like about this potential new vision, even though it's not set in stone, is uh, first and foremost, the word empower. What I love about the word empower is it's basically a combination of educate and inspire. Okay, so we want to constantly educate. We want to constantly teach. It's one of the things that I, I love doing. I have a passion for learning and I have a passion for teaching and coaching. And that's why I have the gym. That's why I have this podcast. So I love this idea of combining educating people with inspiring them to change. The second key element of this new vision is the word community. And I love community because it's about the, the physical gym location community that we have at CFPB. It's also about the local community of Jupiter de Cuesta where we live. Um, and when I think about the word community, it also makes me think more about all different age groups and specifically the, the younger age group kids. Um, we've gone back and forth on having kids classes in the past or doing sports specific training. We, in my opinion, now that I look at this new vision and look at the word community, we haven't done enough of that stuff. And I think in order to have an impact on the community, you really have to have an impact on that younger generation. So that's why I love that word community. And then as it relates to things like Seven Figure Box and this podcast and the Rockstar Coaching Course, you know, I want to help other gym owners, but I don't want to just help them on a surface level. I don't want to just help them make a financially viable business. I want to help them have a impact on their local communities as well. And then the third element that I love about our new vision statement is that those final three elements, healthier, happier, and more fulfilling lives. And I like this because it's it's going beyond just the, the body and aesthetic changes that we can create. And I think sometimes because our members are caught up in that, especially when they first start, we can get caught up in that as well. And I think it's important with how we talk to people in class and, and the content that we create through podcasts and blog posts that we're talking about the bigger picture because you know there's there's no value in having you know a six pack or having abs if you're not happy if you're stressed at work if you're you know selfish if you're a miserable person if you're not contributing to the community at large so um, those are kind of the new elements of where we want to go with our new vision statement and hopefully this show really motivates you guys to think differently about your businesses and hopefully for create your first vision statement for your business or rework yours to have that more infinite and inclusive mindset.